for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, December 4th, 2012, episode number 63 of Attack of the Androids. Every week, right here, attackoftheandroids.com slash live. I'm Matt Lee. Joining me tonight, just a couple people, Shane Brady in the Hangout. What's up? Hey, guys. Good to have you. And uh, Eric F. on the Skype. What's up, Eric? Not much, just uh, working on my Steven Seagal ponytail. Nice, no nice. If you guys are uh, joining us on Google Plus throughout the week, in between the shows, you'll have seen what we're talking about. And Eric got some new duds, handmade by like how many? How many uh, Asian kids was that? Twenty five you used? Um, w- no, just one sixty-year-old Asian child. Ah, ah, gotcha, gotcha. But looks yes. very nice. Something. <laughs> Uh, it just reminded me of what what Steven Seagal would wear. It's it's awesome. I want one. I want a podcast in one. So uh, I think and that should be what we all podcast in. It should be like a, a podcast should have uniforms, right? I mean, you try Absolutely. and you try and use the same album art. You try to keep things nice and uniform and tight and corporate. And I, I think uniforms would be a good next step. So, uh, I agree. That and. Uh, I guess I'm not supposed to uh, be in front of the mic because people actually watch video of this, and they like they they want to see who they're listening to, which is weird. But okay, so I'm gonna make a conscious effort not to do that. <laughs> first things first, uh, we have these these pieces kind of come out the the beginning of every month. Uh, just kind of a, a rundown of the top three Android phones on any carrier. I guess sometimes they're locked to carrier. Sometimes like this one, they're any carrier. Uh, and if you guys had to pick, I was curious what I, I think I kind of know the answer being a geeky podcast group. We'd like our Nexus devices. But if there's any non-Nexus devices you guys are, are into, definitely. Uh, on the list here, Junior writes uh, about the Nexus 4. Which, now that I've got LTE, I could really care less about if it doesn't have LTE. But that's just because I'm on Verizon and that's here. There's nothing else that keeps up with it where I'm at. So that's going to vary depending on where you live. Uh, Nexus 4 thoughts, Shane? Is that on your list? Uh, well, it is only because... I remember when this phone first came out, we were all... Account- we're- we, first of all, we dissed LG. Then we weren't that impressed with the phone. And yet, everybody wants it everywhere in the world. No one can get it. It's a huge hit. Is that why? Um, of- Does everybody want it because nobody can get one? And the, th- <laughs> I mean, Jeff Jarvis on Twig had one, and he didn't even take it out of the box until he got convinced to, you know? Like, is it? What is it? I don't know. I don't know why people love it. My friend from the UK couldn't buy one on the Play Store, so he actually eBayed it. He wanted one to wow. drop of an iPhone four. Well, uh, that's how much he that? photos. That's understandable, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And so I think there must be something about just a, a it's a relatively inexpensive phone. Was it three ninety nine for the sixteen gig version unlocked? Um, yeah, that that's true. That's that is apparently more enticing than we thought. That you can buy it and not be tied to a specific GSM carrier. And I mean, the numbers, the, the numbers, and the popularity don't lie. The phone's a big hit, so you have to put that as one of your, your top phones, at least for this month. Yeah, for this month, Eric. <laughs> Well, I think that, I mean, price is a huge, huge part of it. But the other thing is I think the Nexus 4 just looks like a nice phone. Uh, it um, looks like every other. I mean, what what's different about it? It's got a nice screen, but, I mean, the shape, it, it looks like every other device. No, I just like I like I personally like the I like the back of it. I like the whole Nexus thing. I'm I'm quite worried about the fact that it's a glass back. Sure. That's, you know, that's a little freaky, but um most people like the the look and feel of it, um, and plus it is a Nexus phone. Like, like I said, price is the biggest part of it, but also the looks. Um, I'll be interested to see how it looks side by side to the Galaxy Nexus because I didn't think the Galaxy Nexus was that good looking of a phone. Really, but I really like it compared to I don't know. My friend just got an S three, and like even holding those side by side, they're like identical to each other. I mean, the one's a little bit bigger, but. Same Ooh. shape, same curve, you know, all that. And that's, from the picture, that's what the Nexus 4 looks like. The One X looks different, which is actually the One X Plus, which is the next one on the list here. And, of course, Motorola's Razer Max HD looks different with the, the cock corners. So, Yeah, I don't think the, the Razer Maxes, I don't think they get a lot of love, but, you know. I see a lot of those up here for because of Verizon and and where I am. I there's there's quite a few of those. I see more of those than I see Galaxy Nexus up here. It's the battery life, and that's the thing. I'm they really did. They are hitting a market that I don't think many other people are are hitting, which is the the folks that remember their you know little burner phones, their candy bar phones, and being able to just have it lay around for a day or two without having to charge it. Well, that, and it's a nice Motorola-made device that's not the Droid X, X2, or the original Droid line with a keyboard. Like, if, if you want Motorola, but you don't want those, like, this is kind of, you don't want, you know, the other junk they came out with. This is the phone you get. Anybody yeah, care? I think it looks nice. Anybody care about the One X Plus at all? It's it's really skinned, I guess. It's a uh, custom Android version 4.1 <laughs> and the Sense UI. Jeez. I know, right? Do you remember 4.1? Do you remember 4.1? <laughs> What's that? Oh my god. That's, how many months old is that? It, I know, right? Isn't the aren't the one X is like pretty I mean, good-looking phones though. I mean, yeah, they had a beautiful our our friend Mike from Yats has the original One X, and he loves it. The screen is beautiful, he says, and so yeah, I, I imagine the One X Plus would be. But see, I, I don't know. You can't go from pure Android to something with skin like that. And then I've heard it's it's pretty. I mean, you can do it, I'm sure, but it's not as easy to uh, root and ROM and all that as as other manufacturers' devices are. See. If it were yeah, me, I, I would have. Go ahead, Eric. I was just gonna say I would have replaced the One X Plus with the Galaxy S3, based on the fact that I think that Samsung skinning is a little lighter. Um, See, I that... would replace your S3 with the Galaxy Nexus, just just the straight up pure. 
I don't. I don't. Well, you, you like you could it? Could be right. I think though, for price and for everything like that, that well, you know, the Nexus Four is probably probably deserves to stay on the list. Well, yeah, but I'm saying I, we replace the One X Plus with you put the S3. I would put the G Nex. Oh, I see what you're saying. Just to have yeah, a more I, pure. But that I guess the S3 is such a great phone. It is probably the best phone that I've used. Ever. What makes it better, it though, than perfect. the Genex? Are you really noticing the difference between the dual and the quad-core? Um, it's not even so much the speed, like that sort of thing. It's the, the screen. I like the feel of it in my hand better than the Genex. Mm. Um, it does feel a little more solid. It's not as plasticky feeling. Uh, yeah, I mean, they both kind of feel plasticky because that's sort of Samsung's uh, shtick. <laughs> they have the nice polished plastic. Right. Um, it's and and uh, I'm trying to remember the the Genex d- that does or does not have an SD card slot. It doesn't. Does not. Right? Sixteen does not straight up or thirty two. These are thirty two actually, have... aren't they? Sixteen. I think the Verizon ones were thirty two though, weren't they, or were they sixteen? Uh-huh. No, I have I to 16. look. So, Con- you know, I have continue. the actual version, which I think was just sixteen. Mm. Okay, yeah, thirty two for the Verizon version. Anyway, so I mean, just having an SD card slot too, I think, you know, that sort of raises it a little bit above the Galaxy Nexus for me, as well. But I kind of like their thinking of having just one unified spot that all your data goes onto, and not having to mess with swapping. Like I, I have every Super Nintendo, Nintendo, like I have so much junk on here, and I still have space for days. But I don't know. Your use case will vary. You know. I think SD cards. I think SD cards and phones are, are numbered. I think once you get to thirty two and sixty four, yeah, for sure. Space, which we'll see as prices come down and, and cloud and speed, it'll just it's a it's a, a non factor. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I you don't tablets that can be useful, but yeah, definitely love having it on the Prime. If for nothing else than for being able to take that card out and put it into the computer to copy things to, and then back to the Prime. Like it's so much faster than going through the Wi-Fi or something. But the thing is, we're not there yet. And with all these freaking games that are like, you know, two three gigs just to install, if that's taken up, you know, a fifth of your space on your device, that's ridiculous. So until we get to the point where those 32 and 64 gigs are down to the price of the 8 and the 16, having an SD card slot is important. Well, you've already seen it with the uh, Nexus 7 where they got rid of the 8 gig completely, and the the $200 one is now the 16 gig. So so for 250 you get the 32 gig Nexus 7. Uh, So I think those prices... Actually, what it comes down to is filmmakers just have to be willing to not over overcharge for the extra flash memory because it doesn't cost as much as they charge overcharge for but um i mean i'm looking at my prime and for apps like i have all those games and everything for playing it and for picking for the show and everything i'm still like under 10 gigs for my apps and then with 13 gigs free and that's i mean music there's no movies on here because i just use netflix but i don't know are you really copying movies and storing them there for well you know that's that's one thing. I for just offline, clear, I guess. I said to clear a movie off of my Nexus 7 because that's what was taking up four gigs of space. And then I, I cleared a movie, I cleared a bunch of games, and I freed up like most of the space of my Nexus 7 just from that. 
Yeah, I guess I don't really use my like I use my computer for movies and stuff. I'm not really into watching them on my tablet or my phone. Like just the sound, I don't like wearing headphones when I'm doing that. I don't know. It's not there for me. Well, I don't think Eric, Eric, you can't really stream Netflix, right? So you have to rip and store, right? Either rip and store, or this was actually just uh, it was it was the Transformers movie that came with the Prime, and I. <laughs> I did the whole pinning thing where I, because I was, this was when I first got it. I pinned it to the device because I was trying to see if I could get it to stream out to my, um, to my TV. And then I forgot that I had done it. So I'm looking through my device saying, holy crap, well, I don't have any space anymore. And come to find out it's because I have a bunch of, of 16. these. I have the 16. Okay. I have the 32 now. It's, it's great. Yeah, I think once you get to 32, and especially 64, that's not even an issue. Especially, like you said, with yeah. all the cloud stuff. I mean, that's that's key. So, I agree. All right. Well, I think that, that about covers this uh, piece. There wasn't... Hey, Matt, I so, mean... What? Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say... What? Nothing. Jake, do it. No. Uh, I was just going to say, I don't think there were any other devices that came out, at least in December or previous, that belong on that list that were all that great no, yeah, those, trying are, to... those are the top ones now Eric you go ahead uh, the Galaxy Note 2 maybe yeah that's, that's true huh? it's just a giant S3 so do you just get rid of the Razer and throw the Note in it's place because it also has great battery life does it not no I think we just turn it to a top 5 call oh, it a day there, there you go call it a day <laughs> <laughs> done <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on. A piece on CNET here by Scott Webster, uh, giving us some juicy, it, I will put that in quotes, uh, Samsung Android rumors. Hmm? Are any of these exciting? 7-inch Galaxy Note? An S4? Hmm? Are we still drooling over the S3? Well, how about the S4? Hmm? Nah, it's old. Old Boring. news. How about the S5? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm What's up now? S5. What's up now, S5? <laughs> the the seven the the seven inch Galaxy Note is interesting because I think the seven inch form factor is obviously killing it on Android and iOS now. Um, so is so that if there's they have something coming out in the seven? Is that because Asus got all the play with the seven inch stuff and Samsung didn't really have anything, so they're just expanding, making the Note a little bit bigger, and just calling it a seven inch tablet phone. Well, they've had two or three different seven. They've had a seven, a seven point seven, a Galaxy yeah, Tab, but a Galaxy Tab two. Were those Galaxy Tabs that gray? I I no, didn't. Awful. I was not impressed with them, <laughs> and I and that's why I waited until yeah, the prime. Just liked them. Yeah. If, I think if they were any good, the Nexus they would have done what the Nexus Seven did, which was take off. So I think now that the prices are up, we know that you for a seven inch tablet outside of Apple, you got to be between two hundred and three hundred dollars. And something interesting. That's where the that's where the um, Kindle Fires are. That's where the Nexus Seven is. So I think Samsung now has to zero in on that. And I'm just interested to see if they can do something good with it. You know, doesn't the doesn't the Galaxy Note? Um, I don't know if the, it's the original one, but I believe the Galaxy Note Two and the Galaxy Ten dot Note Ten dot One. They have the um, the screen technology from that uh, Wacom company, the one that does the uh, the pads that like professional uh you know artists and stuff sketch on i think that that could be a that could be 
you know, a selling point for a Samsung 7-inch versus the Google Nexus 7-inch just because you can get a much finer, you know, uh, you can, you can like, get much finer detail with the pen itself than you can with one of these big, fat uh, styluses that you have to use otherwise. I would be excited for that. Yeah. What about the? Wow. Uh, I guess I'm in a. I'm I'm by myself on this one. Yes. Yeah, no, I said I was looking forward to see what they can do with it. Matt was. Eh. Nah, I don't know. I don't. I. It's because I got I got burned out on it using those old Windows phones because you had to use a stylus and it was just the worst thing. Your friends always made fun of you when you pulled it out. You're like, oh, what are you going to do? Take some notes? Derp, derp, derp. Like it's you don't need it. Yes, I'm going to take some notes. Well, then take some notes. My job, I want to take some freaking then, notes. Then set your freaking phone down and hit record and let it take its notes. Like, what are you, what are you noting? I mean, what you know? Like, I sometimes I just want to like sketch something out. Like when I have a notebook, I'm writing, I'm drawing little sketches and stuff. That's just how I, that's well, how yeah. I remember things. But why are you using your phone for that? Then use a notebook. Like I still just, have to write rhymes with a pen on some paper in this notebook. Maybe like, you wouldn't have to if you had a, if you had a Samsung seven-inch note with the Wacom technology. You can't mimic Thank writing on you. paper. You can't. You can't mimic the sound. You're gonna make it. I don't know. I don't, I'm not. I I like I, my paper. Don't write notes for right, sound. Man. For being how much of a tech nerd I am, I like my pen and paper for certain things. There's like two things I actually use writing for. Yeah, we'll, we'll stay off your lawn, man. That's right. Get off my lawn, damn it. Uh, so what about this transformer-like experience here? Number five. He's talking about a 13.3 inch display, sort of similar to the Prime. Uh, that may similarly fit into a keyboard dock. Not very many what? details, they say, but... Too big. You think? 13.3? I think 10 is nice. I think the Prime is, like, the perfect size. I don't know if I would even want one bigger than this, honestly. I'd rather just have an extra battery and a pad of paper. <laughs> yeah. There you go. No, I think that this is Eric? this is good that somebody else is looking at the... Um, you know, at the transformer model and trying that to was mimic a great it idea. I think those are the best. I thought palettes. it was such a good idea. Microsoft, I mean, that's their whole thing with uh, Surface, right? And whole commercials brag about you put a keyboard into a tablet. Yeah, it but- is. But the difference, though, is that the the transformer, the benefit that I see with the transformer versus the Surface is that with the Surface, it's isn't it? It's just the keyboard. With the transformer, you get the extra battery life too. Right. That's but that's just that's just for me. Some people want the lightest, you know, package available. It makes sense though. If you're gonna throw a keyboard here, you have room to stick a battery for it, and I mean that's cool. Uh, and then well, also it gives you a USB port and SD card slot and all that stuff too. Definitely. And then oh, yeah. and then they have just a couple random phones, a couple of one point two gig phones nothing special and then maybe the s4 and maybe the note without the s pen like you mentioned maybe that's one of these the 1280 by 720 display who knows who knows that's why they're rumors so i mean we're getting into 1080p phones now um with the was it the the dna and with this upcoming juicy rumor about the s4 um and we have lte coming on these phones so what are I mean, can you guys think of what they're going to do hardware-wise to up the ante with this next 
batch of phones, or do you think it's just going to be 1080p LTE phones, you know, with, I don't know, better battery life or something? First of all, I like how you incorporated about three callback references from previous episodes of Attack of the Androids for the people that listen consecutively. I, I appreciate your dedication to that, Eric. It's very good. I love the people. I love <laughs> man of the people. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, the wearable stuff is the only thing I can really see that's coming sometime soon that's different and innovative. But yeah, better battery life. I mean, where are the phone shortcomings now? They get hot and they eat battery. <laughs> like, I mean, the, solve those two problems and there you go. Then we can move on to making a circular phone or whatever. It just seems Do you guys so ever wish that Samsung would spend a little more, would make their phones a little more high-end with the materials? Honestly, for how much I griped about the flimsy plastic back end of the Galaxy Nexus, like, I've dropped this thing, and I hate to say that, but I have dropped this thing quite a few times, and it's it never breaks. Like, it's I've never cracked it. I've never... I mean, there's a couple dings in it here and there, but... Like, it's a solid, for for how crappy it feels, it's pretty solid. Like, when it hits, it blows into three pieces, and I think that right. saves it. You know, that's key. Right, it's by design. If you took the Prime... Uh, I dropped it on concrete as well. If if you took the Prime, which is feels better designed, but if you dropped it, it's just going to explode and shatter because the back's not going to pop off. It's not going to absorb the impact. But it feels more solid. Like, the Prime feels like a solid device. Whereas this yeah. feels plasticky and fake. But I got this iPod Touch right here. You guys can see pretty thin and all that. Drop and it. Oh, yeah, I feel like a thing would shatter. Drop it. I feel like it would shatter. Shatter it. No, I'm not going to drop it. Shatter it right it's now. Like, it's my new, uh, take it's a, my new point and shoot. Take a hammer um, and shatter it right now. <laughs> So what? Uh, sorry, Shane, I can't see it. Is that the is that like the current gen, or does that look like is that the version that looks like a a uh, an iPhone four or four L four S? It's the current gen, so it's the uh, four inch form factor, really thin. It's got that, that weird backing metal that scratches real easy. Mm. Uh, it looks higher end, but you know. I feel like yeah, I'd that's, break if I dropped it on the floor. That's what freaks me out about that Nexus 4. Again, it's it's it just seems so breakable whereas I've dropped I've dropped the S3 a bunch of times and it's fine. So maybe I don't know, maybe cheaper is better. Maybe. 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 All right, uh let's move on. Let's talk about OS stuff. We have a uh, piece in PC world about it's two years later, right? Gingerbread still the the dominant Android OS. Is it because it's just that good? It's it's just <laughs> like I still have Gingerbread on my Droid X, but it's not something I use every day for anything but playing podcasts. You know? What do it's you? It's not because it's that good. It's, <laughs> it's not. Because, Is it's it... because people are that lazy. So can I mean? This is just something that's always going to be there, right? It's just always going to be that the people that don't know any better to get a Nexus device or to update their own stuff, I mean, this is just how it's going to be. Well, it's like your girlfriend's phone. The Howie? You know, when you have, when you have a Huawei phone. <laughs> Howie? And 
they're not pushing. <laughs> it's not. It's not pronounced Howie. It's pronounced Howie, dude. Get over. You make it. me want to stab myself in the face every time you say Howie. Howie. God damn it, awesome. um, Mr. Mandel. No, but... <laughs> so you, when you have these phones that are not getting updates, uh, you know, because the carrier or because the company is just cranking these little plastic pieces of crap out as fast as they can make them, then yeah, you're going to have a lot of phones that are on the most baked version of the operating system, which, you know, the one that's been out there the longest and has been gingerbread. But not um, necessarily I... the most baked, though, because this kind of l- links to this other story I wanted to talk about, about how the, the Android devices in the U.S. face more malware attacks than PCs do. And is it all of that old Froyo gingerbread devices just getting hacked because no one's updating them, or...? No, actually, it's probably the op. I, I don't know about the article, but usually with an operating system that old, every security hole that has come across has been fixed and patched. You would hope. Um, yeah, so it's probably more harder now. Of course, it doesn't speak to what the carrier is doing. So maybe the OS itself that you can download from ASOP is um, extremely hardened, but maybe the versions that are out there aren't. But that issue would be regardless if it was gingerbread if you're relying on the carriers anyway. So I, I, it bothers me more that people are still in gingerbread because they don't get to see Google now and how cool ice cream sandwich is. There's um, been before. so many changes since 2.3. Yeah. I mean, they practically spent a year doing the tablet OS only with Honeycomb, which was not awesome. good. It was all right. <laughs> it was all right. <laughs> 3.0 was pretty bad. Um, 3.01 so, was all right. And so I look, you know, it looks really dated. You know, iOS looks really dated now. Uh, it, Gingerbread looks really dated. So I think it, it may push people to, to go to iOS if they, you know, if they say, well, Android look, looks old and boring and hasn't changed in two years. You know what it kind of is, yeah. though, is like how XP looks compared to Windows 7. It's like the old interface compared to the new one. Like, Gingerbread, Froyo, those are all the old Android, which, yeah, they still work. They still work fine in most cases, but you're not getting a lot of the added functionality and, and hardware support, even. Yeah, I, I know it's a complete anecdote. It doesn't mean scientific, but I knew somebody who's looking for a new phone and he talked about some feature that could happen in iOS. I was like, well, dude, we've been doing that on Ice Cream Sandwich for like a year now. And he says, yeah, well, some of us don't get the Ice Cream Sandwich update. So being burned and not getting that update, even though he could have gone out and bought a Nexus phone and been, you know, everything, it burned him enough to go go to iOS. Even though to get... But in iOS, even though, to get the update, chances are you're probably just going to want to get the new phone. And so, I mean... I don't well, know if you're a lemon. Well, um, <laughs> I think he had, a, he, he had one of the droids. Uh, huh? Droid X, one of those legacy phones. X2, maybe. The X2 um, had terrible ROM I, support. <laughs> if you had the X2, there wasn't much you could really do. Yeah, so it it does it, it does burn it does burn people. Now, luckily, you know, seventy five percent of people who use phones just want to be all taxed and. Get their face but think about updates, it. Why so. does it? Why does it really burn people? 
It's because they're stuck with it for a year or two. So it's not like, oh, this one sucks. I'm just going to go trade it in for a different one. Like, you're stuck with that unless you have, you know, some a lot of money or whatever to just waste on it. Like, chances are, you, yeah. And so each day that goes by in that year or two-year period that you're stuck using this, you're just, you get more and more mad. And eventually, you wait for the day, you count down the days that contract's up, and then you're like, F this, and, and you're you're done with it. So that, that kind of makes sense. Well, how would you feel if you bought a new, let's say you bought went out and bought a new computer today, and it's a Windows, we'll just say it's a Windows PC. And so you have it, you're running Windows 8, you know, maybe the latest version. And then in three months, a new version of Windows comes out. And when you want to upgrade to it, somebody says, oh, no, you can't do that. You have to buy a new computer. Well, check this out. Let's say you <laughs> bought... Piss me off. But, Eric, listen. Let's say you bought one of those old Lumias, and you were expecting, ooh, when 8 comes out, I'll get an... And then some of those didn't support 8, and people were pissed about it. I mean, same thing. <laughs> or, yeah, well, Windows yeah, Phone I, 7 to, Yeah, you know what I mean. Everyone well, that's for, listening to this knows what I mean. <laughs> for us for us nerds, we, we sort of you know, either deal with it or we hack our way to get what we want. But right. for for the majority of people, for the people that are adopting Android now, which are prob my guess, I have nothing to back this up, would be that they're probably more of the like Windows, you know, people that you know, it's it's the lower end, you know, when it comes to technical you know, expertise. So does that then so, open yeah. up a job market for people like us to sell third-hand customized Android experiences or what? People are doing that. Yeah, I thought that for a long time. I, yeah, I thought that's a good, good idea. Now, the one hope we it. have, though, it's is better that the than S3 and free. the Galaxy Nexus 4 are so popular that they're... Uh, you know, these phones will be more updated than the than the, the other ones. The well, past. and it goes back to a thing we talked about a few episodes ago where once you reach that certain point in hardware, like, there's really not much that is changing that you're going to be. So once you're at a dual-core or quad-core device, you're good. You're going to get the updates. It's the old devices that were single-core or early and only had, you know, rear cameras, didn't have front. Like, now that you have the front, the rear camera, you have the dual or quad-core that like what else is going to be added to it? You're good. You're good at that plateau. That's a good point about the core differences. Yep. So, I, I don't know. So, I yeah. just thought that was interesting. That and, and there are. I mean, we we talked about this quite a while ago. If if you get a bunch of these devices that are on LTE that get infected with malware, you have like this awesome mobile high bandwidth powered botnet at your disposal and, and people like have no idea but uh this article says that the situation is worse in australia where more than 10 percent of android devices have been attacked by malware compared with about eight percent for pcs uh the 2013 security threat report from sophos revealed that almost 10 percent of android devices in the u.s have experienced a malware attack over a three-month period in 2012 compared to about 6% of PCs. And is that Whoa. does that just show that people are using their mobile devices more and so the people that are writing this stuff go to where the mass adoption is so it it makes sense to hit the mobile devices and because Android has more share of the market they're going to attack that. Let's put these numbers in perspective. Well, there's maybe a couple hundred million Android devices out there and there's like 1.3 billion 
uh, Windows devices out there. So if if Android is getting attacked at ten percent, that's twenty million people getting attacked. If uh, if Windows is getting hit at six percent, it's closer to like you know ninety million or something like that getting hit. So uh, considering how ubiquitous, considering people tend to have uh, you know a couple different PCs, a work PC, a home PC. I don't know if you can compare apples to apples there. Yeah, that that's a good point. Uh, they say with 52.2% of the smartphone market in the U.S., Android has become a tempting target. Uh, they said, Sophos reported that uh, they said targets this large are difficult for malware authors to resist. And they are not resisting. You know, Attack. Yeah. Uh, you... Mention, you know, at least with PCs now, you're almost always behind a router, so it's hard to like, do direct attacks and all that. And well, yeah, the NAT phones, helps. They're like, yeah, they're always on the network. Right, and do you, I mean, have you ever had that problem? I feel like I've never had a malware issue on my Android device. Where, no, please look out. Where I don't, <laughs> shut up, Shane. <laughs> some some new listener is going to be like, look out, what is that? And then go, and it's just going to totally F their phone. <laughs> uh, Shane is joking, kids, when he says use lookout. It's a joke. It's a running joke. Okay. Uh, Sophos noted that the most common malware attack on Android involves installing a fake app on a handset and secretly sending expensive messages to premium rate SMS services. Uh, Shane, describe for me a premium rate SMS service. Um, I don't... I think I even know what any of those are. Hopefully they're going to donate money to Haiti, but probably it, it's going to a Is that what star. it is? Like text 4851 <laughs> to whatever to donate however much? Yeah, it's how Obama got money. It's how probably, I don't know if Mitt did that or not, but um, that's how Eric's boss got money. Um, huh. I'm sure, there's, I'm sure there's plenty of porn sites that you can do that. Could we get money that Red way? Red Cross does that. Is it possible for us Actually, to... Actually, we should look at it. I don't know. So if you text Android to 6532, uh, uh, Matt will come to your house and he will root and rom your phone. There you go. <laughs> don't do that. For a plane please. ticket and some money. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll do a podcast in your living room. Like, I mean, come on. How cool would that I think be? that'd be great. Right? If you just, like, feed us and give us a little spending money, a little around-the-town money, if you know what I mean. Well, we could make it like Publisher's yeah. Clearinghouse, where we come with, like, balloons and crap. And a big, giant and then fake we grab check. Your, a big, green check. Bouncing a we, fake check. <laughs> then we root your phone, we round it, and then we get back in our van and drive away. Are you guys old enough to know who Adam Curry is? The Podfather? Uh, I remember Mevio and how much... Yeah, that's Mevio. <laughs> and then I remember Podshow, but that's about it. Yeah, so he actually, for his podcast, No Agenda, he got some, which uh, everybody here would like. Um, he, he got somebody to lend him a RV, and then he went around the country meeting people and then, like, doing podcasts from their house, basically. Really? I always had that idea. That's SOB. Beat me to it. 
He spent all that MTV VJ money doing it, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> you should write a, awesome. write a scalding letter to him. I know. Stealing your idea. You had the resources to make Adam this. Curry. Did you Adam Curry. Adam com. Sure. Uh, all right. So, cyber criminals have also found ways to subvert two-factor authentication used by financial institutions to protect mobile transactions, according to a report. They do that by, of course, planting eavesdropping malware on a handset to obtain the authentication code sent to a phone by a bank to complete a transaction. Now, if the bank was doing two-factor auth properly and changing the code, say, oh, I don't know, every eight seconds, that probably wouldn't be such an issue. Uh, During 2012, the report said hackers showed ambition by attacking more platforms, social networks, cloud services, and mobile devices uh, and nimbleness by rapidly responding to security research findings and leveraging zero-day exploits more effectively. So, the nasty nasties are out there. Just watch where you go, and you'll be fine. Uh, Ant says, Ant in the chat says, that, uh, they allow you to make donations, send pictures, etc., but then charge you an additional monthly fee from $10 or more. Verizon is working to block that by default for their customers. Uh, talking about those premium text message things. Gotcha. So they like so auto. It, it like auto subscribes you, and then you get charged ten dollars a month. I guess that sucks. Oh, yeah, yeah, subscribe yeah, yeah. you to. Yeah, those those scams. Oh, okay. Back in those days, where it'd be like win a free iPad and all that type of stuff. A lot of those involved scams. Well, wasn't like that. BMG the the originator of that? Like. We're going to send you these CDs for 10 cents each, but if you don't tell us to stop, <laughs> we're going to keep sending you crappy BS. Like, yeah, that, that that's the epitome of that. Yeah, just tape a penny to this card and send it back. Do you remember you know? when you had friends that would do that and then go pawn all of the CDs and actually come out like 20, 30 bucks a head? It was great. It was like easy money. Anyway, what's next? The Times, this is kind of interesting. We were, we were talking about wouldn't it be interesting if Google just gave everyone a tablet because they want you to use the internet and then it's subsidized by ads. Uh, this piece off of Engadget about the Times UK offering a digital newspaper subscription with a subsidized Nexus 7. Uh, the, what do you guys think about that? Is there is is there a, a room for this? Uh, it was calculated a few years ago. One of the Kindle versions, I think the one that was in like the one sixties. The ad supported. It was cheaper one. to give everybody give everybody a Kindle for a year than print the newspaper. So um, I think there's definitely room for this. If you amortize the costs over two years uh, for subscribers, I definitely think it makes it makes. Uh, so do you do that? Then context. eventually move all of your subscribers onto this medium and save just a buttload of money in trees and ink by shutting down the the actual paper side. Well, the the proof will be if they can maintain advertisers, right? Um, and advertisers. In fact, this was on a podcast I was talking about today. They were talking about how advertisers are a little bit behind where. They want everything to look like a magazine. But if you can come up with good advertisements, good layouts that aren't so junky. Have you guys ever downloaded a, a magazine uh, from, like, the Play Store or a magazine app? No. I don't mess. I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I, I do. Care f- I don't care for those. And they can be really bad sometimes. Yeah, they can be really bad, like, huge and, like, not really laid out for tablet. 
But if you can get the layout right, absolutely, it's more cost effective. But and isn't it more than, about uh, also utilizing games. the new medium and making it more interactive? Because I mean, with print, you're stuck to a certain way of doing it. But with the web and with these kinds of apps and these these e zines or whatever, like you can do a lot more. On the Play Store, they have some that are marked as interactive, and they try to do some of that. Are they I not really quite seen there it yet? done very well though? So maybe it's not quite there yet. I, I don't. F- I don't think that anybody yet, at least in the Google Play magazines, I don't think anybody's gotten to like that sweet spot of like really interactive, but still feels like a magazine. I don't, I haven't seen it yet. On the five by five network, there's there's a new show called, I don't, I'll I'll, I'll put the show notes, but anyway, they were talking about publishing today. And one of the big things um, with publishing is that they have so much machinery engineering to put out a newspaper, to put out a magazine, because in order to put out a magazine or a newspaper, you have to have huge machinery behind it, and they're just not set up to be uh, nimble to do these web applications. So it's really going to depend on whether or not they can really execute a good-looking product. And to what you said, Eric, about them looking terrible, um, that's kind of uh, that's kind of why. It's like they just aren't set up to do something like that. Uh, so anyway, the name of that podcast I was referring to, it was, uh, what the hell was the name of it? Um, the Crossover uh, on 5x5, episode number two, was all about web publishing. And I had people who've actually done publishing before. So you is, guys, is it also... You guys think that it's interesting that... Okay. You go, Eric. You always Thank you, go. Matt. You always go. <laughs> uh, do do you guys think it's interesting that they're giving a Nexus Seven away as opposed to you know either an iPad or on the very very low end some like cheap piece of you know crap you know what China I or somewhere what I would have assumed they would have given away for something like this would have been one of the new Kindles just because they're cheaper and it always seemed like those Kindle devices were made for this kind of stuff, but the Nexus 7 has just been killing it in every aspect, it seems like. Is the Kindle, is is that like fully, um, Kindle's are all the features of the Kindle maybe. fully available in the UK? Oh, that's true. I didn't even think of that. This is the Barnes & Noble. They were, the ones in the UK were giving discounted nooks also, <laughs> alongside one-year subscriptions to the New York Times. But yeah, only UK readers, so interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I was going to say, or is it also th- they are kind of pushing against making the shift because of all that equipment? Like, that's a lot of money invested, and you can't really pivot that stuff to do anything else. It's not like you could, if it was a machinery, you could start making other parts. Like, this is only made for that one thing, and so you have to either sell it or eat that cost somehow. So maybe they're kind of, yeah. you know, not not wanting to go that way fully. Do either you guys ever use Quark Express or InDesign? No. Yeah, I mean, it's just ancient programs from, like, the early 90s. Did you say InDesign? Um. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it Adobe's product? Yeah, right? okay. I, I've I've messed with InDesign before. That that sounded familiar, but not the other one. Yeah, but yeah, these are programs from like the nineties, even even before. Just all layout, and even in the early nineties, I had to convert Cork Express files into HTML, and it was terrible back then. And it's terrible now. Um, you just you have to start from 
the web and the tablet experience up and not try to scale your magazine down to a tablet. Yeah. And if you have all that overhead associated, that that's hard to, to shift. I mean, isn't that one of the problems Kodak had? Because all their equipment, you know, like nobody was doing film stuff anymore and you couldn't really do anything else with that. So, uh, all right, we got a report from Android Central about the AT&T Galaxy S3 getting Jelly Bean, hitting the, the Kais. Who's happy for that? Does any of us, nobody here is on T-Mobile or anything? I'm on T-Mobile, but I don't have an S3. AT&T. I couldn't remember if Seth, I think Seth's on Verizon, but I threw it in there just because, you know, public service announcement. Yeah. You know, check your, whatever. Uh, check the Kais. Check the Kais. Check the Kais. Uh, for the OTA. And then uh, also from Android Authority, uh, a key lime pie graphic that uh, some Google employee drew. That's kind of cool. So, yeah, I like that. I I don't I haven't tried it yet, but I thought that'd be kind of cool to turn into like the background for your phone since when you swipe, it sort of moves along the background picture anyway. Oh, yeah, that would be kind of cool if you made it the right it's size. The, the evolution of the Android. Yeah. I like how the first few are just all slumped over, like, eating this old junk food, and then it, it it gradually gets better. The dude with the jelly beans is just totally happy. Not as happy as the kid with the key lime pie, though. You know. Are, 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 are we going to take a while to get used to saying key lime pie after ice cream sandwich? Jelly beans just seem nice and nice and easy. It's a synced. Do you guys actually, This is interesting. Do you guys ever remember the Android version ever being really talked about on TV? Because uh, there was a commercial came on about I don't remember which of the phones. But we were talking about running Jelly Bean, and that like got my wife's interest because um, that seems like a funny name for an operating system and all that. Did they ever use the name of the operating system in commercials before as a brand? I don't think so. Have, they've used, like, Blur and Sense, haven't they? I don't know. I don't watch commercials, so I don't know. I honestly, like, haven't seen a commercial. Yeah, this is rare that I caught this. <laughs> when Matt watches TV, like, the commercials are already just... cut out. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> you can, too. Uh, it got my wife interested in the naming scheme for, uh, for Android. And I don't, I don't recall needs to know that she's running ice cream sandwich. Well, it's different, right? You've never seen that in in anything tech, really. Like they're usually names of planets or physicists or philosophers. You know, like when people used to name their networks back in the day, it was always that kind of stuff. So to have something not nerdy, but and I don't know, foodies are are kind of an internet thing too. You know, so it, it goes hand in hand with our giant fat obese nation. Sorry, that went, that went somewhere rude. I apologize. Uh, Eric, on, Eric, tell us the truth about why ADW launcher disappeared. Langular problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I thought this was interesting. If, you know, we were talking about Gingerbread earlier. And one of the biggest launchers on the 2.x uh, versions of Android uh, was ADW launcher. And then all of a sudden, it just fell off, like no updates, and then it was broken, and then mo- a lot of the developers moved to 4X, and so we started using Nova Launcher and all these other things. Well, 
a couple weeks ago, ADW Launcher was updated, and it's like a complete overhaul. And I had a lot of people asking, you know, what what the hell happened. So uh, it, this is another article from Jr., also known as Junior, when <laughs> when Matt reads it. <laughs> over at Computer World. Um, <laughs> And he's just he basically just talks about what happened, which was um a uh, a Calif- he puts it a Californian dash Chinese company wanted to acquire and further improve ADW, including hiring him. Um but at, at the end he says they, they just quote Rickrolled him <laughs> and his money. <laughs> what? Um How did he so, lose his money? It sounds like it got it got caught up in uh lawyers, so there was some negotiation. Um, so he was paying a lawyer and then it just kept going round and round. And at the end of the day, it just fell apart. So he was out money. And as part of, as part of like in the negotiation, he was told that, you know, he wasn't supposed to work on ADW during that time. Um, even though I guess he secretly was for a little bit. Um, so once it all fell apart, that's when he started, uh, really seriously rewriting ADW launcher. And that's why we have the new version that we have today. So it's kind of an interesting – it's an interesting read, um, if anything. Uh, you know, just if you're like, oh, I remember that, you can sort of see what was going on behind the scenes. Is this more or less interesting than the McAfee thing? I don't know. He may have killed somebody too. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that, killing somebody would sound more plausible than the reason he gave. Than so. getting Rick rolled by some random Asian yep. company. For 18 months? It, is. He, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I mean, I, I don't want to rip the guys. I don't know him. And he obviously was just sort of like shorting up, you know, telling a very short version of the story. But the one version he put out just sounds weird. Like, how, how would that happen that you'd quit your job and for 18 months and I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, he's in Madrid, so maybe some of that was vacation. Uh, you don't know, and they said it's an edited version, so um, I, you don't think that it, you don't think it's plausible that um, negotiations between two parties over something like this, like in software patents, we've talked about how complicated those can get with you know just in the U.S., not to mention international law. You don't think it's plausible that something like this could drag on? For a year, for half, a, for a year and a half. I don't know why anybody would let it drag on for a year. <laughs> I think it's interesting you know, like, at the bottom here where he's asked what his current setup is. Uh, he's got a brand new Nexus Four as his daily driver, <laughs> uh, and a Nexus Seven for book and comic reading and some web use. And my Nexus Ten also just arrived. Pretty sweet. <laughs> I noticed a pattern here. And I'm giving my Galaxy <laughs> Nexus to my wife because she has a crappy LG Optimus 2X. At least it's not a Howie. Uh, for development, I mainly use my Nexus 1 with CM7, holla, and a Galaxy Tab 10.1 IO edition with CM10. Nice. Now that is that is a tablet I want to – I'm going to get on eBay one of these days and buy one of those IO editions. Dude. I loved that. The is, white with all the little androids crawling on it. Is AOTA so cool. gonna get IO thirteen invites? Because that's that's happening. What May? I thought the date was out. I saw it on. Yeah, it Plus. is. It's up. It seems like about a month early, two months early. Shane, since you're the rich one, will you take us all to IO? <laughs> that no, would, not that rich. That would be awesome. Would you just take would, me then? Screw everyone else. <laughs> 
That's hurtful. I would be Shane, the best if you, to if you go take with. me to IO, I will wear my Steven Seagal suit and even get you one. Whoa. I don't know if I could up that, but I am pretty badass to hang out with, so I don't know. Seagal suit with an Android beanie? Just Amazing. make it to Tam, Matt. Just make it to Tam. Oh, that, that actually might happen. Actually. That'd be kind of sweet. All right. Um, no, I, can you introduce you to all the vegans I know over there? You'll love it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they've heard so much about us. <laughs> we have a big vegan following. Yeah, here, a big vegan Mormon following. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, all right, I think that's about it. Was there anything else we really wanted to mention? The Google Play Services update, new maps, Photosphere APIs. That's kind of cool. I don't understand. No, I went to the update right, and it's like all my devices already have it. So I don't know when this update happened. I did notice the new Gmail uh, app on my GeneX. I don't know. Really. Yeah, or, it oh, was no, just you're on four point one, right? Right, four point one point two. I think. Okay, yeah, we it's the same one we have on four point two. Right, that's what I figured. <laughs> but without um, the bugs, right? Happening is that without the bugs? I think that's what's happening is that all these four dot two apps are you know being made backwards compatible. So that's that's I think I saw this Google Play service update um, on my S three. Um, I just think it's kind of cool. Like I didn't realize what Google Play services actually did, and now I, I think I, I think I kind of understand. Um, Shane, do you have you do you are you familiar with this Google Play services app? Well, it's not really an app, isn't it? Just the back end. Um, well, yeah. Sorry. Like the store, this little back end thing. Well, it to me what it, what I'm what I'm getting from it is that you have you have normal APIs which maybe you're doing like a web call or something like that. This gives you access to the app itself. So whereas before, maybe if I wanted Google Maps, I was hitting, you know, the Google Maps like web API. Now I can just talk directly to the Maps app that's sitting on the phone and go through it that way. That's my understanding of what it does. So that's well, why I thought it was kind of cool, the Photosphere API. Yeah, because that's now that it requires Android 2.2 and up, which means everybody's going to get this access, right? I think so. Um, I'm Because the main thing is that, uh, you know, even if you're on a device that can't do Photosphere, at least now you can use this app to, you know, display Photosphere properly for people um, is, is what I'm getting from it. So I could have an app that maybe does, you know, it's a realtor app. And I go into a house and I take pictures. I do a photo sphere. Now it does, the people that want to see it don't have to be on 4.2. They can be on any Android device and they can get the full photo sphere experience. Yeah, it, it isn't. Um, I mean, the what's new, um, you know, just says embeddable Google Maps view and viewer for photo spheres. That's what's in the. Uh, but this must be for non 4.2 people or something. Right, because 4.2, yep. you have the photo sphere built into your gallery, right? Yeah. And that's, I don't know, I've kind of been lagging back on this just because it's my daily, but I I've finally did jump to that CM10 stable from the M release I was on, and it's it's nice and stable, <laughs> so that's good. But I, I don't, I, I haven't messed with 4.2 yet. Actually, I must have gotten an update and not noticed it. Really? Oh, well, yeah, it says I have updates, so. Um, anyway, it's all good. This is pretty cool. Good deal. So, guys, quick, a uh, quick listener update. Oh yes, Kelsey Wimset likes Attack of the Androids on Facebook. Hey, fantastic! Thank you, Kelsey. 
Awesome. All right, app picks. Are we ready for app picks, Eric? I think we're ready. Uh, my my app pick is ConnectBot. Um, given that given that my internet here is so horrible, um, I finally took the time to uh, to work work it out with my brother, where he he has my desktop, my old desktop, uh, sitting in his house back in Ohio. So uh, we set up SSH. So I've been SSHing into his desktop to download. Um, stuff that, you know, I want to archive like web videos and things like that that would take way too long on my current connection. So, so you just, I downloaded you just leave us you just leave a screen running, you just SSH to that and then you're in and you do whatever. I just I'm doing everything SSH in the command line. Right, yeah. So if I if I want, you know, a video, I just do wget and then the video right, yeah. uh, the URL and it's it's changed my freaking life. So we used to use Bob that a lot for, for my phone for IRSSI and like always having your IRC and your, your Biddlebot gateway open and then you could SSH and connect to that screen from your phone. It was pretty cool mm-hmm. back in like the oh, Treo wow. days. That was what the Treo was good for. Jeez. Oh my God. My, my trio. That's been a long time. Um, so yeah, so ConnectBot is just—it's just a small, simple SSH client. It's free. So if you want to do that sort of nerdy crap, then you should download ConnectBot. It's the equivalent of Putty, and if you know what Putty is, then yeah. you probably want ConnectBot. But if you don't, then just ignore Eric's app pick this week. So. Yeah, be be a douche and ignore my <laughs> app pick. All right, Shane. Yeah, so I uh, I found this game. It's called Cryptica. And the idea of the game is to move around these stone tiles uh, to solve puzzles. And it sounds really simple, um, but it's uh, pretty challenging. Um, even the easy levels takes a little while to get the hang of it. Uh, actually, I don't remember how much it costs. Uh, maybe free, maybe a couple bucks. But um, it's got it's really highly rated. And if you're into puzzle games, I'm trying to think. Do you guys remember those? Uh, puzzles where you get like you have nine slots and you have eight tiles. Yeah, I used to, to hate around. those. You know what? F crap. F those. You always used to get them on Halloween, like mixed in with your candy. It was the worst. People okay, well, those are the poor versions of the idea. This one is a pretty good uh, execution of the idea of moving the tiles around to solve these puzzles. Um, it works pretty good on the tablet. I'm using it on the Prime, and uh, I think everybody should check it out. So Shane, this isn't the one that um, I'm. I'm trying to think. There was a game that I was playing earlier this week where it was like tiles, and you had to form like a picture. Is it? Is this the exact? Is this the same one? No, Does it have sort of like a, a woodsy feel to it? This is more like stone. Okay, different. Sorry, yeah. I think it's Matt's turn for an app pick. All right, this is for all of our female listeners. <laughs> uh, Etsy just came out with an app. Check this out. Wow. You can... Update, Kelsey has just unliked Attack of the <laughs> <laughs> Kelsey probably has her own shop on Etsy. Uh, so, yeah, it's, I don't know, You can if you buy stuff there, our Android beanies came from here. Let's. I bet. I bet if you search for Android beanie, I bet they're right there. Oh, look, there they are. Fantastic. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I guess Etsy never had an app before. So if you like handmade hippie shit, um, there you go, Etsy. Check it out. I, I actually use Etsy 
Whenever I can't think of something to get my wife, I'll go on Etsy and just find something unique and handmade. I go on Pinterest, and then like it. it refers me to Etsy, and then I buy something on Amazon for her. You know, the, the same the same, uh, same girl that did our Android beanies also does, like, she did an awesome Skyrim. Yeah, like, dude. Did it. Yeah. It's, I, if you guys haven't seen it, it's uh, Julie, and she runs Handmade of Awesome, I think. And then she also made a brain beanie that looks like a brain and then there's also the beanie from jane from firefly and serenity when jane's Whoa. mom jane's mom sends him the beanie and he gets in the package when they get the dead body in the coffin thing anyway uh she made that beanie also and i want one it's so awesome yeah we have a couple for our dogs we got on etsy yeah see there you go jane has. there you go i get sweaters for my dogs the etsy app oh and also another hey, another pick? what if you guys want, no, that's fine. And then the hangout just takes a giant Woo! dump on like our it. faces. Hold on, we're about to join a hangout. Are you ready, do, Eric? Do, do, I, do, I like do, that do. it takes Eric with me, so I'm not alone when yeah. that happens. I'm like Jiminy Cricket. I'm Jiminy Cricket to your Pinocchio. I know. Anyway, so what I was gonna say is another pick is if you're on Google Music, you can search for Matt Lee, and there's two albums there you can actually spend money on. So that's pretty amazing. Indeed. Hi Shane, we're back. What were you saying? Hey, that, that was you who left. Yeah, uh, that that was me this time. I'd say if you want to see dogs and sweaters, check out my Google Plus feed for uh, our holiday pictures. What? Carl nice. I'm definitely doing that. I love me some dogs with sweaters. Are they are they like bad sweaters? Are they is it dogs with bad Christmas sweaters? Like ironically bad or? No, it's our old wiener dog. Dog who's wearing the sweater that my late grandmother knit for him in her dying days. Oh, <laughs> so it's really hard to like make fun of that. Then I, I yeah, see what yeah, you did. True. I see. No, that's that's is it a... Argyle. Is it Argyle? No, it's, it's red. It's <laughs> Eric, do you remember red. Argyle? <laughs> Holy Christ! I have I, I I like to wear Argyle sweater vests here because. People look at me like, why the hell is this guy wearing a sweater in 100-degree weather? I like when and it's just because I look so good. I like when you, know? you started talking about Argyle. We went from two listeners to four listeners. And that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's pretty awesome. So. We should change this to a, to a uh, show all about Argyle. All, all about bad sweaters. This has been the Bad Sweater Cast. Right. For bad sweaters, I'm Matt Lee. Sponsored by Bill Cosby and Jell-O. <laughs> Eat more Jell-O. <laughs> vanilla pudding alright that's it Attack of the Androids thank you it's been fun as always attackoftheandroids.com that's our site check it out there's a, a playlist with all these tech shows if you guys want to watch them or just listen to them nobody wants to watch this garbage just listen to it it's better that hey, way hey Matt did you know that, that people can communicate with us oh, over can the they? internet via show at attackoftheandroids.com really I also know that they can leave us messages at 406-204-4687 if they're so inclined and go get Matt oh, Lee's. They can like us on Facebook. And go get the Blame EP and Matt Lee's Escape Goats on Google Play. Or get it for free on my site, whatever. <laughs> the right. zombie song makes me smile. Isn't that awesome? I love the zombie song. The smoke and weed song makes me smile. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace out. It's Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids.com.